This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by Lord Philip, whose words are, the final boss is always the hardest. Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we're into chapter 28, uh, Catelyn of A Game of Thrones. And in A World of Ice and Fire, we are discussing the fall of the dragon, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. So that's going to be a lot of fun. It's um, weird. It's, we haven't, uh, it's been a while since we've not had like somebody, like a the Targaryen, first or something. Yeah, yeah, king or something. Back to like the Dawn Age, the Age of Heroes. Right, exactly. So this, and we, uh, I think we said last week uh, we were going to cover Robert Baratheon, first of his name, but we're going to yeah, hold off. Yeah, we're holding off on that. Yeah, for a week. Yeah. Kinda. Give it more time, I think. Last week was a lot. We went over a lot mm-hmm. last week. And this week um, this week also we were looking at the chapter again. And we're like, eh, this is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. So we may do Robert's Rebellion and his reign because they're, like, they're really short. Together. Right. And, and, well, we can spend some more time, uh, you know, turning Heron Hall and all that good stuff, you know, uh, leading up to it. So a lot yeah. we can speculate. And then that's a nice stopping point at, for, like, Follow-Up Friday, more Ravens about turning mm-hmm. of, you know, Heron Hall, what may have happened, who was mm-hmm. there, you know, what went down. Who backed it? Yeah, yeah, that's a big part of this chat. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, so good point. Um, okay, uh, so guys, this is kind of the uh, episode that uh, just almost like it's the end, really. It's just almost didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> like we've been sitting here for hours, and I'm just sort of like, it's like I'm just trying to keep Sir Matt around. I know as long I as know. I can. I know. You, you know? know, people have asked us, like, you know, how are you going to do it? So, uh, you know, we do have a um, to put it in Star Wars terms, a contingency plan. Is it? We have we have one. It's in place. Okay? Right, we so, do. You know, we we have we have we have the contingency plan. So, um, yeah. So we're gonna just we just do it over the internet. It's really no different. Yeah, it actually will be. I think pretty solid. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, we've got a lot of. We're still. I mean, even with the. Uh, possibility of doing the rewatch yeah we still have that going on like a nice fun saturday mm-hmm. for us to just you know sit down watch some episodes and then chat away with uh with some folks so mm-hmm. there was we're gonna get that once sir matt gets out there out west yeah uh, i'm taking the king's road um well actually when this episode airs hope i should actually be arriving i hope if i you're. don't i'm dead right and yeah. it was fun guys <laughs> or no, you know uh, i'm hey, snatched wait did they ever find a body uh, yeah uh, see if not i'll i'll have to go i'll have to yeah you know, call the banners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you go missing, oh, I will man. call every person in this group. Yeah. To come with me on a quest to the Westerlands to find you. Yeah, I, I will. Well, I hope so. I so. will. Hope I'm not in like a meat locker or something. So. <laughs> yeah, I hope. <laughs> Good. But uh, first, hey, real quick before we yeah. jump into uh, some of uh, some news on the, on the show and stuff like that, I just want to say um, thank you to everyone. We've had so many people. We just had so many new likes, so many yeah. people joining the group. People yep. that we like we went to high school with that I was like, What? Yeah, just people nice. we had no idea were listening. Because sometimes, you know, we see our friends and family like the page and like, oh, that must you know, they see that we do it and stuff right. like that. And then, but when we see people join the group, we're like, wow, these people are like, so it's just cool. Yeah, because it's an extra step. Oh yeah. To go to go actually get in the group, it's an extra step. And mm-hmm. so it's like, oh, there's a little bit of commitment there. You know, look, 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 look. I mean, that's that's pretty crazy, mm-hmm. you know. So 
Yeah, you're right. And we are super thankful um, for everybody who supports us on Patreon and who listens and participates in the group. It's just, uh, it's fantastic. I saw uh, Sir Gibbs signing off, you know, yeah. um, with his name today. And, I was just and like, everyone Whoa. has, every, every time we get somebody new in the group, and this is why we have the group, is we have we have people come in and they say like hey like I'm new to the group or whatever and you know like Sir Ezra and I can't always post right away because different time zones yeah and yeah, stuff yeah. Like that and just busy and I usually go in and check the group like you know once I can see everyone's talking and um, everyone has just been so nice to new people and I just want to say thank you for that yeah it's positivity man I mean you know like like I we saw somebody's post that hey i'm new to the group and like me there's like four or five comments like welcome and everyone's right. super welcoming and that's what the group's for and i so i just want to say thank you yeah i i do too and uh you know i also want to say that part of that is you know you gotta bend the knee you it's know true. <laughs> there's like 60 people in the group already and I, was like, I was like what? i know i was like i was shocked i cool. was like it's really cool yeah you know? so so anyway yeah so just want to say thank you um, to everyone who's been doing that. And uh, oh. uh, Black Council, should we talk about what, we, what, we, what yeah, we're yeah. plans with Black Council? Okay. Yep. So we were going to do Dance of the Dragons, or specifically the novella, The Princess, Princess and, the and, Queen. and the Queen. Yep. But by popular demand and somewhat timing, yep. we have decided to push that back to November. Yep. And then we're just going to go ahead and do it. We're going to do the Hedge Knight. Yeah. And then the Sworn Sword. <laughs> and then the Mystery Knight. So we will be doing the Hedge Knight this month. And then that puts us in November doing. We think we're just going to do a bigger Dance of the Dragons right. thing because Fire and Blood comes out that month. And Fire yeah. and Blood ends with Dance of the Dragons. Right. So then we'll have. More. The, we'll have information from the book, the the main series, World of Ice and Fire, the two novellas. Yep. Uh, and then you know, as Fire and Blood. So right, right, yeah, yeah. It'll just be a lot more to pull from, and I think that'll be, um, it, because we'd be posting a couple months before Fire and Blood comes out, and it's like we would probably want to rehash it anyways. Right. Like, as you get new intel, you just want to kind of go back and revamp things, and so yeah, made more made more sense to do it that way. Mm-hmm. Plus, as you said. By po- you know, people, are at, people keep asking, "What are you doing?" I know they do. So we're like, "Well, you guys are our patrons, so you guys decide." Yeah, and they literally told they, us, "They like, said that's hey, what, this we, is what want. we want, so that's what you're gonna get." Yeah, so, so that's, that's trust me, pretty cool. Always down. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So, so yeah. all right. Well, um, I have a, a kind of an article here, okay, Sir Ezra. Um, Game of Thrones star Peter Dinklage explains Tyrion's mysterious look. At the end of season seven, remember when he's looking at the uh, fisting of the first men going on in that cabin? What? <laughs> you know, because he knows they're in there. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Remember, he, remember he has a, he has that look. Here's a, here's a picture, right? And the look is very specific. Is it anger? Is it jealousy? Is it? Yeah. Is he worried. It's kind of a and people have people are you know. Okay. So anyway, so 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 uh, Peter okay. Dinklage here. Uh, kind of this is uh, some. Interesting. So they said, what was it with that with that look? Um, Peter Dinklage himself has kind of an answer. He weighed in um, for Entertainment Weekly. It's complicated. A lot of the time with Tyrion, it's professional and personal. Obviously, he has feelings for Daenerys. He loves her or thinks he does. Um, you know, jealous love for Daenerys would explain why Tyrion was so dead set against um, her flying up to the north to rescue John. Uh, he describes her as uh, the most important person in the world while begging her not to play the hero. Uh, Peter Dinklage has uh, used the word smitten 
to describe kind of his motivation no. for Tyrion, uh, for Tyrion with uh, <laughs> Daenerys. No. Um, D- Tyrion also tells Daenerys to leave her lover Dario behind in Essos. Um, he wasn't oh, the first wow. to love you, and he won't be the last. <laughs> Uh, she's awe-inspiring. Uh, he's questioning that because he doesn't have a good track record for falling in love. There's jealousy wrapped up there, and he loves Jon Snow, too. Uh, they're the two people he has the most common with, in a way. They're both outsiders in their own families who have refused to follow the path their family has taken, and hopefully for the better. He's wondering how smart of a move, you know, John and Danny getting together, is because passion and politics don't mix well. He knows the two of them getting together could be very dangerous yeah yeah um and i believe that is just about all of the uh specific quotes from him from peter dinklage can i tell you something you know what that makes me think first thing i thought of they're getting together is that (laughs) we always keep we keep saying this is going to end bittersweet yeah (laughs) could you imagine if at the end Tyrion has to betray his good friend john for that you know and just and just has to hook up with you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I mean, what if? Yeah, I don't know. You know? I don't know. It Tyrion is, has a chance it is to interesting. score. They all they are all kind of black sheep of their family in in, a, in their in their own way. That's crazy. Uh, that is that is crazy. Very interesting. Very interesting. I never thought that he looked at. I I thought it was more like a like he loves her because everyone loves her because she's like like that. Um, Right. They see something in her as a great ruler, you know. Well, um, I mean, you also have to imagine this is Tyrion Lannister. Oh, I know. Yeah, you know you're right. I mean? yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. I mean, clearly he's going to look at her. He's and got be an like, appreciation. What's up? Yeah, he's got yeah. an appreciation. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's really cool to hear. I mean, nobody's actually. talking about it. What if Tyrion and Daenerys were to hook up? No, don't it t- could happen in the Nobody's in the books. talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could. Yeah, it yeah. could. You know, I mean, she in the in the books, Daenerys hooks up with some of her handmaidens. Yeah. A little bit. So, you know. Never know. Just when she's out there lonely, learning things and stuff. So, yeah, could be one of those quick, like you know, in a moment I mean, where I Tyrion is is one of the characters I just see living. I just see him surviving. Yeah, and here's my, and I don't know what happens with him unless he's. The, I would love for him to be the king. So here's the thing: we have a lot of evidence that he's been with. Like he obviously wants to have that romantic relationship with somebody. You know, yeah. he wants a lady who he can. Yeah. You know, because um, clearly they say you know he's he's. You know he's he's down. At first, he's down to get with Sansa. Yeah, but he's also like he's there's the right. good heartedness that comes out. That it's comes like out, she's yeah. young. I right. you know, I don't know, and it's just this is torture to her. Then mm-hmm. now I don't want to do it, etc. You know. Yeah. So he definitely is respectful, and and I, I I don't know. I I would love to see him end up with someone. Yeah. You know. Um, and like I like just see it be a good. I don't know who the, I don't know who it would be. I don't know who either, and I haven't haven't thought about it until now right his, now. His his wife could still be out there. His original wife. Tasha. Oh yeah, um, yeah. From yeah, w- with yeah, when right. his father mm-hmm. and Jamie set him up. Yeah, yeah, that would be crazy. So I don't know. Yeah. Okay, wow, that's fun. Oh, that that was a good one. I like that. I like uh, that article. You uh, you didn't tell me about that at all. No, I just told you I found. Yeah, just, I, just found, I found. I that article. on me. Yeah, so perfect. That's what I like. Um, okay, um, that's awesome. Done with small council. Time to head over to the Maester's study. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Sir Matt has, uh, wants to read just a bit here from the get-go. Yeah, to get all right, here started. we are. So this chapter is called The Fall of the Dragons. Did I read Did I read last week? Oh, I did. Okay, I, 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 read, I read the end. Okay. 
In the annals of Westeros, 281 AC is known as the year of the false spring. Winter had held the land in its icy grip for close on two years, but now at, le at last the snows were melting, the woods were greening, the days were growing longer. Though the white ravens had not yet flown, uh, there were many even at the cit citadel of Old Town who believed that winter's end was nigh. As warm winds blew from the south, lords and knights from throughout the Seven Kingdoms made their way toward Harrenhal to compete in Lord Wendt's great tournament on the shore of the God's Eye, which promised to be the largest and most magnificent comp uh, competition since the time of Aegon the Unlikely. We know a great deal about the tourney. Uh, for the things that transpired beneath the walls of Harrenhal were set down by a, a score of chronicles or chroniclers and recorded in many a letter and testament. Yet there is much and more that we shall never know, for even whilst the greatest kings of the Seven Kingdoms vied in the list, other and more dangerous games were being played in the halls of the Black Herons, a cursed castle, and the tents and pavilions of the lords assembled. Many tales have grown up around Lord Wendt's tournament. Tales of plots and conspiracies, betrayals and rebellions, infidelities and uh, assassination, uh, assassinations, secrets and mysteries. Almost all of it conjecture. The truth is known only to a few, some of whom have long passed beyond this mortal veil and must forever hold their tongues. In writing of this fateful gathering, therefore, the conscientious scholars must take care to separate fact from fancy to draw a sharp line between what is known and what is simply mm -hmm. suspected believed or rumored yeah guys i mean so a lot everything kind really of really kind of hinges <laughs> on this, this on this on this one moment well and i love how this this particular chapter was written um or is written excuse me because it's uh left open it's it's really left open uh they raise a lot of questions in it but at the same time you know, we there's plenty of room, you know, mm -hmm. uh, for, uh, you know, speculation, speculation and what have you. So um, one of the things that, that we're going to get into real quick um, is that Walter went. Yeah. Um, didn't have the money possibly yeah. to support something like this. Yeah. And so in, so here's here's what's interesting. All right. So this uh, just reading again here from the book. This is known. The tourney was first announced by Walter Went, Lord of Harrenhal, late in the year 280 A.C., not long after a visit from his younger brother, Sir Oswald Went, who is a knight of the Kingsguard. Yep. So a Kingsguardman gets sent or just happens, happens to, to go, go visit, visit right. his brother. And then you don't do that no anymore. Yeah. You're sworn to the king, so you go on king's business. Yeah, and so Oswald went is offering prizes thrice as large as those given at the Great Lannisport Tourney of 272, which was hosted by Tywin Lannister. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, most took this simply as an attempt by went to undo the former hand and demonstrate the wealth and splendor of his house. There were those, however, who believed this is no more than a ruse, and Lord went no more than a cat's paw. His lordship simply lacked the funds to pay such a you know large prize. Someone else surely must have stood behind him. We have no shred of evidence that such a shadow host ever existed, but the notion was widely believed at the time and remains so today. Mm -hmm. So if there was no sh if there uh, but if there was a shadow, who was he or she? Why did they choose to keep it a secret? Um, it says, uh, but only one seems truly compelling, and that is Rhaegar Targaryen, Prince of Dragonstone. Yep. 
If this tale is believed, was Prince Rhaegar who urged Lord Walter to hold the tourney using uh, his lordship's brother, Sir Oswald, as a go-between. Rhaegar would have provided Went with gold sufficient for the prizes. Um, and Harrenhal, which is a central location. Yep. Because think about it, when you have tourneys and other places, not everyone always can comes. make it. Yes. Yeah, this is at Harrenhal, so even the Starks and the Northmen oh, yeah. well, could come. It's that central location. Well, the, the other crazy part about this, when you said it's near the God's Eye, you know, I started thinking, and we know that Hall and Reed shows up here. Yeah. The Krennic men are there. So, like, that's interesting, yeah. isn't it? You know, and, 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 and its relationship. and Well, the mm-hmm. history, too. The things that have happened, you know, near the God's Eye and, and with the history with mm-hmm. Harrenhal. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. So, it's right here. This is interesting. The prince, it is said, had no interest in the tourney as attorney. His intent was to gather the great lords of the realm together in what amounted to an informal great council in order to discuss ways and means of dealing with the madness of his father, King Ares, um, possibly by means of a regency or a forced abdication. Yep. So that is also that is also interesting. <clears throat> so it doesn't seem because when you think about it, Rhaegar's over at Dragonstone. Yeah. He could simply have his father assassinated if he wanted. Yeah, um, I, I, I really, I honestly, here's what I, th- I believe: his father's getting older, he is getting crazed, and he is—he's losing his mind. You right. know, call it whatever it is. I mean, he's starting to kind of to go mentally, and really, he doesn't—I re- don't think—truly wish any ill will towards his father. Right. But it's like, guys, he's look at this—he can't run the kingdom. You know, like we need to do what's best, and that's where you have a, That's what when they're too young, we need a regent. Mm-hmm. Now he's too old, like he's too old and he's gone mad. It's right. time for the region because he'd always been kind. Of, I mean, he, you know, he, it seems like he he kind of was like a jerk and stuff like that. And then yep. once he got captured, it's like okay, things are different now. Yeah, he's he got like, unhinged. He's he's pulling people's tongues yeah. out, right. and he hasn't started burning people yet. Yeah, yeah. But he's he's he's, he's yeah, about he's, to. he's he's losing it for sure. So all right, so it is possibly Rhaegar that is the one who is. Um, you know, is 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 funding this tournament here. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, there is kind of an issue. However, is because the the issue is because the Mad King, while he has been he has been cruel, is he has been showering a lot of these noble lords yep. to kind of win to kind of come to his his favor. Yes, he has. Um, yep. You have Carlton uh, Chelsted, Master of Coin, Lucius, Lucius Valerian, Master of Ships, Simon Staunton, Matin, Master of Laws, the eunuch Varus, Master of Whispers, um, and Wisdom Rosser, Grand Master of the Guild of Alchemists, mm-hmm. also enjoyed the King's Trust. Rhaegar's support came from a lot of younger people. Lord John Connington, who yep. you know? He's 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 a big player. deal he's right now. A player, yeah, Sir Miles Mooton of Maidenpool, Sir Richard Lawnmouth, the Dornishman who had come to court with Princess Elia. Yep. Although he pretty much immediately loses them. Yeah. Uh, Lewin Martell, uh, Elia's uncle and a sworn member of the King of the King's Guard. But the f- most formidable of all Rhaegar's friends and allies in King's Landing was surely Arthur Dane, the Sword of the Morning. Isn't that crazy? I mean, like. John Connington, what I was I was telling uh, Sir Matt before we started, uh, he was talking about just you know kind of coming across those chapters. I did, I did, yeah, I just I just read that 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 uh, chapter with with him where he introduces um, young Griff as Aegon Targaryen at the, uh, the the Golden the Golden Company, but they already know they like they they yeah. suspected and they they know who it is right. Yeah. But it, I, <clears throat> uh, the parts were like maybe it's either before that or right after. He starts to kind of like when he talks about Rhaegar. I mean, it just kind of blows me away. Everyone, when Barristan Selmy or Artisan Whitebeard, 
Um, he's already revealed. He's revealed as Barrison immediately yeah. in the show. Um, but it, it's the same. It's like really pretty much the same scene. Yeah. As uh, he's taught, Daenerys is kind of expecting him to be somewhat like her dad, like kind of mad. And he's like, oh, no, Rhaegar would play music for the right the people in the streets and then we would collect oh, yeah. money and go give it to oh yeah yep and she's yep. like Rhaegar played music she was like so taken aback right yeah taken taken aback by it. now the, then there is a difference uh in the show it just kind of ends there in the book she kind of presses him uh about like well he must he did he participate in tourneys and he says yeah yeah he did yeah he um you know he unseated this guy and unseated this guy and and, and she says well did he ever win a tourney? And he says, well, he won one tourney, like the greatest yeah. tourney of all time. The yeah. Tourney, the tourney at Harrenhal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's it's crazy. Hey, and think about that. I know. Right? So, so, the, so the question is, the question is, did he, did he never win on purpose? That. Is it, is or, it that Rhaegar actually is that good? Yeah. And then maybe. lost. Which, maybe. To a lot of people, I think is justification for the idea of that's why Rhaegar should have been better than Robert Baratheon. A lot of well, people that think he was glamored or yeah, he's yeah, still yeah, alive yeah. because, like, it seems like when he, when the tourney at Harrenhal comes and it's really time to go, mm-hmm. he suddenly beats everyone. Yeah, even though he had been losing and losing, he would do, get to like the finals and lose. Yeah, he was still good. You know, right. he was kind of like our our, our one guy, uh, the, the guy, the snail knight. You know, yeah, what was his name? I can't, I can't remember, remember but. You know, yeah, he's he's he seems that good, or it's one of those things where he decided to pick up a sword and start training because maybe he knew one day he would need to win Lyanna's favor or something I like that. Know, I just yeah. don't know the foresight that he had right. or green dreams that he might mm-hmm. have had that led him to this great tourney of Harrenhal. Mm-hmm. You know, um, something to think about for sure. Yeah. So here, this is interesting too. Uh, to Grand Master Pycelle and Lord uh, Owen Merriweather, the king's hand fell the un. Um, the task of keeping peace between these factions starting to sound kind of like the dance of dragons mm-hmm. um, in a letter to the citadel Pycelle wrote that the divisions within the red keep uh, reminded him uncomfortably of the situation before the dance of the dragons a century before um, a similar bloody conflict might await the seven kingdoms once again he warned unless some accord could be reached that would satisfy both Rhaegar's supporters and the kings yep so the real question is if Pycelle, if if Pycelle is seeing this go on, and there's no accounts of this, is Pycelle really writing to his good buddy Tywin Lannister? Hey, oh yeah, here's what's happening. Oh, for sure, you know he was. Yeah, I mean, also like those guys, I, and I truly think Pycelle early on um, saw all the great things that Tywin did. It wasn't like Tywin is some you know tyrant. I mean, right. he was running a, a solid kingdom, you right. know, um, keeping things together. Now he's padding his own pockets, I believe, you right. know. Um, so, or so here. Yeah. So, all right. So here's 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 an idea that yeah. I just. I mean, I'm sure someone else has probably thought of this at some point. Yeah, but it just clicked in my head. Sure. Is I mean, we'll get to, we're going to get to the tourney at Harrenhal here, but um, is it possible that Rhaegar was actually planning for a civil war and things just got out of control, and that he was originally possibly, um, when he bestowed Lyanna Stark, the Queen of Beauty, it was a way to actually win the Starks' favor. And that he thinks maybe it'll come to a civil war between my dad and myself. Wow! And maybe. then, yeah. and then maybe, maybe he kidnaps Lyanna, thinking now the Stark. Maybe because remember the Starks were um, offended by it because he was married. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he, maybe he thought of. I mean, this is just trying to think outside of. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Why would he? L equals J box. Right. So maybe, maybe he bestows that that flower to her, thinking, oh, this will. 
this will cause them to my side. Because if you have the Starks, right. you would then probably immediately have the Veil because yeah. they're friends. And, you know, the oh, Riverlands because yeah. Brandon. And then you've got I mean, this a massive force. Plus, he already has other friends. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and so maybe then you could force him out. But maybe everything just goes awry and not, not to plan. So maybe then he kidnaps Lyanna Stark thinking now they have to like I'll hold her as my hostage you fight or, for me and I'll release her uh, she'll have then, my child and then right. I'm, like through that I'm, I'm uniting these houses you know and so they'll have yeah. to kind of but then Robert rebels and everything is yeah. all over the place perhaps yeah yeah although I mean it really it, it completely backfires because you know Brandon Stark goes down and is you know killed and, yeah and his father is killed it's just yeah. like it's I don't I don't I don't know maybe but you're right maybe it did start from a uh I don't think he intended for that to happen. No, 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 no. You know what I'm no, saying? No, no. Oh no, I mean, I mean, but like you, you still could be right about his intentions. I don't think. To start. I don't, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Now, I, I, uh, one thing thinking about Tywin, I'm thinking about the different lords who are showing up here. Uh, you were just kind of going over the lay of the land there. He's got Dorne, you know, with Elia Martell right. kind of in his pocket. He's got um, Tywin. Uh, no, mm-hmm. no, I'm sorry, he doesn't have Tywin. But I'm, I'm thinking he could. Like, yeah. that's somebody who he's looking to get, and Pycelle knows how, you know, knows who Rhaegar is, knows what's happening there. So that's why you have this tourney is when Tywin and, and, uh, and those guys show up, you know, here's a chance to kind of talk to them and persuade them. Right. Like, we'd like you back, you know, as, uh, as hand, you know, and, and we got to straighten Dad out because he's lost his mind, yeah. you know. But uh, he had other supporters, too. I mean, um, oh, gosh, uh, Highgarden would have been mm-hmm. a supporter, yep. right? Um I believe, right? I'm right. Just making. I mean, even a, even got you know John Connington and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, those were the guys. John, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he, and clearly, well, he, and he's clearly got Starfall. He's got Arthur yeah, Dane and those yeah. guys. I mean, and he's he got, and he could have had you know Lord Went here. So you know, right? Yeah. So yeah, for sure. So yeah. So um, any and any anyway here. Um, what what ends up happening though is as the as as we as we get closer and closer to this. This tourney, what what ends up happening is uh, the Mad King starts to become suspicious. Right. Uh, if it was indeed that the king's intent, uh, and he kind of, he kind of actually he kind of refers to Rhaegar as disloyal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says so. It, it, if this was indeed the king's intent, it was a grievous miscalculation. Whilst his attendance made the uh, Harrenhal tourney even grander and more prestigious than it already was, drawing lords and knights from every corner of the realm, many of those who came were shocked and appalled when they saw what had become of their monarch. His long yellow fingernails, tangled beard, and ropes of unwashed matted hair made the extent of the king's madness plain to all. Nor was his behavior that of a sane man, for Ares would go from mirth to melancholy in the blink of an eye, and many of the accounts written at Harrenhal speak of his hysterical laughter, long silence, bouts of weeping, and then sudden rages. Like, are you kidding me? Hold on. I mean, that's insane. So when you hear that, He's weeping. He's laughing hysterically. He's going he's in all and over out of different characters. He sounds de- yeah. like yeah. deranged. I mean, yeah. and then he's got. Uh, he's not. Wa- he sounds like he's not bathing. He's not combing himself. Mm-hmm. He's. He's. You know, got long nails. The picture in here too is like ridiculous. His his mm-hmm. nails are like ridiculous. Oh long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been held up since I think they said the defiance of Duskendale. Yeah. You know when Sir Barristan Selmy rescued him and stuff. So he's just mm-hmm. held up in, in there with his kids and keeping them close. Um, or you know, of a series, you know, mm-hmm. so that just really that description that you just read there made me think even more. Everyone saw it. Yeah, they all saw how crazy it was. Yeah, and it and it's and it's it's beyond. Like even if you think about 
like I used to work in mental health, and Serezo, you yeah. work. Uh, yeah, I work with in, I, I, I work with kids that have mental health issues. Yeah, yeah, mental health issues. You know, like some people would say, oh, bipolar, but th- I mean, this is so far beyond. Yeah, bipolar. I think uh, you know, bipolar is something that's. I think people over exaggerate. <laughs> like yeah, I think it's like and so and stuff like that, and so it's this is like well beyond that. I mean, this guy's all over the place. Right, right, right. So, yeah, he's probably got PTSD. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. oh for sure, yeah, yeah. So, as well as Brandon's, you know, Stark and uh, you know, in his head. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, he's right, right, all, all over things. So, so um, anyway, anyway, it says above all, he was suspicious uh, most of his own son. Uh, he's suspicious to every lord and knight who had come to Harrenhal to compete, and even more suspicious of those who chose to uh, be absent. And most notable was Tywin Lannister. Mm-hmm. So everybody comes to this tourney, including like the Starks. I mean, I mean how how often do northern men come to tournaments? That's right. like I mean, think about where Winterfell right. is. Even to this, that's quite a ride. Right now, here's my thing. So with Tywin not showing up, though. I actually think it's further evidence that he would have supported Rhaegar because Jamie is actually this whole thing too, like like it, by design of the the well, right. Gerald Hightower is a part of it, but you know, um, the Mad King definitely is is wanting it to happen here at Harrenhal. They put his cloak on him there, yeah, you know, and they take him away from as we said last week, right. you know, Tywin, his heir. They take him away, and uh, that really. Um, doesn't sit well with Tywin. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't show up for that reason. I don't think it has anything to do with, like, he probably knows about, he's probably been invited by Rhaegar, and I'm sure Rhaegar sees the value in having the Lannisters. And Tywin would but, certainly have to know the state of the Mad King from Pycelle. Absolutely, yeah. Well, even just... He also, you know, it, he in, also... In leaving court. He also, know. I mean, this guy was his friend. He may yeah. just not want, he, he may, there may also be a part of him that just doesn't want to see him like this. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, that could be. So. Yeah. Um, but there were, uh, you know, just because Tywin wasn't there, there were mm-hmm. there were uh, plenty of other um, lords and bannermen, hundreds of knights were on hand, and this is where you get into uh, Sir Gerard, Sir Gerald Hightower um, raised up uh, J- Sir Jamie Lannister mm-hmm. um, in his white cloak. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, so. and yeah, he he had done this under the notion that bringing Jamie to the Kingsguard as a way of humbling his his old friend Grand Maester Pycelle tells us. So another thing is that we talk about perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of this information, as you, if you kind of read through it, is told to us. You know, this book is told to us from the eyes of Maesters, and this information is like a secondhand account from Grand Maester Pycelle. So. That is something you have to think about when you're reading this chapter, yeah. which is super interesting. I was explaining that to someone today mm-hmm. at, at work, and um, we were just talking about uh, she she's like a fan of the show, and she's like, yeah, I want to get into the books, and she said she had looked at this one. I was kind of explaining it to her, and it's just really interesting. So yeah. that's just one thing, point of view. Right, um, right, right. Yeah, good point. Uh, yeah, so Grand Maester Pycelle tells us, um, about this, uh, only did uh, his grace come to the realization that he would uh, hence, henceforth have hit, uh, Lord Tywin's son beside him every day with yeah. a sword at his side. So then he gets kind of nervous. Started doubting like that decision. Right. Didn't he? Like, I'm not so sure this is the guy I want protecting me. What was I mm-hmm. thinking? You know, kind of starts. Well, his paranoia takes over. And on, it's ironically, <laughs> you know, he's the one who stabs him. Yeah, he you is. Know? So, yeah, it's, so. It's, it is kind of. I guess. Uh, his, yeah. So his, he uh, actually. So he actually. Um, he actually sends him back, doesn't he? He sends him back to to King's Landing. 
Sir uh, Jamie Lannister. Yeah. 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 So Sir Gerald Hightower offered to go in his dead, but Aerys uh, refuses him. Uh, for the young knight had uh, no doubt hope to distinguish himself in the tourney. Right. This uh, abrupt exile came in bitter disappointment. So there, that is something uh, to think about: is if Jamie had participated, yeah. is it possible Jamie would have beaten Rhaegar? That'd been fun to see, right? Yeah. And so this is actually where a big theory comes in: is that Jamie Lannister, as we get to this Night of the Laughing Tree, could be the Night of the Laughing Tree, and the Matthew the Mad King suspects it is. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah. For wow. seven days, the finest knights and noblest lords of the Seven Kingdom contended with lance and sword at, um, in the fields beneath the towering walls of Harrenhal. At night, victors and vanquished alike repaired uh, uh, to the castle's cavernous hall of the Hundred Hearths for feasting and celebration. Many songs and stories are told of those days and nights besides the God Eye. Some are even true. To recount every joust and jape is far outside our purpose here. That task will gladly leave to the singers. Two incidents must not be passed over, however, mm-hmm. as they would have grave consequences. The first was the appearance of a mystery knight. A slight young man in ill-fitting armor whose device was a carved white weirwood tree. Its features uh, twisting in mirth. The Knight of the Laughing Tree, as this challenger was called, unhorsed three men in uh, successive tilts to the delight of the commons. Ares was not a man to take in any joy in mysteries, however. He became convinced that the tree on the Mystery Knight's shield was laughing at him, and with no more proof than that, decided the Mystery Knight must be Jamie Lannister. His newest Kingsguard uh, had, had defied him and returned to the Herney, uh, he told every man. Furious, he commanded his own knights to defeat the Knight of the Laughing Tree when the joust resumed the next morning uh, so that he could be unmasked. But the Mystery Knight vanished during the night, um, never to be seen again. Mm-hmm. This, too, uh, the king took ill. Prince Rhaegar ultimately ends up winning the competition. But it's said in I believe it's said in the books that Prince Rhaegar like chases after this Knight of the Laughing Tree. Yeah, it does. And that's where people think that... Cause Big question: Who is the Knight of the Laughing Tree? Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. And and well, we get the story from um, Mira Reed, right? You know, um, I think kind of really leaning and hinting towards it could have been Lyanna. It could have right, been, yeah. You know? could have been Lyanna. There are theories um, that could have been Howland Reed. There are theories that could. Right. I think I think uh, Eddard Stark was one. Is one that really I mean, just okay. online everyone has theories. That yeah, yeah, it could yeah be sure. Everyone. I think the I think the I most think the big the most common is that it's Liana. Yeah, and it's just because of the loosely fitting armor. Right. You know that was the big thing too. Is that it's it's not really um, doesn't really fit, and I, you know so and, and the fact that um, the knights that were defeated were told to go scold, you know, their squires. To uh-huh. teach their squires some manners, basically, because right. they're the ones who picked on Hall and Reed, you know. Right. So, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, but the fact that Rhaegar chases down the Night of the Laughing Tree, did he discover who that was? And that was before he wins the tourney, mm-hmm. you know. So, it's like the night before, yeah. Yeah, and then so it's, it's possible that in the next day he wins, realize it, maybe he secretly does know that it's her, and maybe that's right. like this fall in love. I mean, it could be this thing. It could be this thing where he actually went there for political takeover, and, you know, is working towards something else and then unexpectedly comes across Leon and actually does love her and wants, you know, to yeah. be with her. I don't know. Because uh, so that happens. So that's not in a world of ice and fire. That is just um, whatever uh, that we know that from from the books. From the book. Yeah. Right. So Prince Rhaegar wins and he beats Barrison Selmy, um, who is, you know, generally regarded as the finest lance in all the seven kingdoms. Uh, Question, though, Sir Matt. He is. Yeah, he, yeah, he <laughs> is. But 
But Rhaegar beats him. Yeah. Is it because he's a Kingsguard? That's possible. Because remember, remember, Baylor breaks beard. That's right. Not a lot. Was like him. they're not allowed to harm him. So like, but how, how? Come on, like you know. So how hard are they riding against these guys in tourneys? You know what I mean? It's true. See, against other just knights, they can just unload. Right. But it's like when he enters, he's a prince. Right. So like, what? I mean, the king's guard. It was the way Baylor explained it was that like, they they basically the royal family is under their protection. You right. know, especially the king. You know, and then by extension, the royal family. So. Other knights could have at the princelings. Yeah. Really. I mean, I think that was sort of the way uh, in um, the Hedge Knight it, was, it seemed anyways. Right. But not the Kingsguard. They mm-hmm. had sworn an oath that, like, kind of they couldn't really. Right. They they could fight ba- Baylor, but they really couldn't do much, mm-hmm. you know. So he just kind of picked them off one by one. He yeah, basically absolutely. said, leave the Kingsguard to me. Yeah, absolutely. They, yeah. they can't touch me. They can't and I'm touch like, me. Wow. Yeah, so. it's crazy. So yeah, it's interesting. I I, I don't know. Well, you know, we, we, that is something we could dive into and specifically look at like the tourney of Harrenhal information okay. from, from chapters. Uh, but Prince Rhaegar ends up winning, mm-hmm. and um, and when the triumph, uh, when the triumphant Prince of Dragonstone's names Lyanna Stark, daughter of the uh, Lord of Winterfell, the Queen of Love and Beauty, placing a gallant uh, a, a garland of blue roses in her lap with the tip of his lance. Uh, the Lick Spittle lords gathered around the king uh, declared that for that further proof of his uh, per perfidy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it is also an insult to his own wife, Prince Elia Martell of Dorne, who was present. He rides right past right past her. Right. Yeah. Um, and there's some great pictures uh, from like the World of Ice and Fire book. And, and well, and then the question, like you had just said, is it unless it was to help him gain the Iron Throne? Exactly. When they start to speculate as to why would he do this, mm-hmm. give insult, I- insult, excuse me, to his own, uh, you know, lady wife, mm-hmm. why would he do that? You know. Yeah, and then this is, and this is interesting too. So this is also keep in mind from, I guess I'm assuming these maesters and perhaps Pycelle's point yeah, of view. Good, yeah. The crowning of the Stark girl, who was all reports a wild and boyish young thing with none of. Uh, the Princess Elia's delicate beauty could only have been meant to win the allegiance of Winterfell of Prince Rhaegar's cause. So this, I mean, that's something else that is interesting is there's, mm. an, there's another thing we hear about Lyanna and and what she looks like is sometimes she's described as a wild beauty and that she truly was the most beautiful at this tournament. Other, yeah, times, yeah, yeah, yeah. other times when people talk about Arya, you know, Arya Horseface, she looks like her right. Aunt Lyanna. Right, you know, and then it's just interesting the di- the different appearances, and then it's uh, Ren or it's uh, yeah Renly Baratheon who is talking to Eddard Stark. We just talked about this, yeah, and he shows her like the locket, right, and it's of Marjorie Tyrell or whatever, right, and he's like, doesn't she remind you of someone? So mm-hmm. in Renly's eyes, Lyanna was beautiful. Yes, for sure, and it's and like Ned Stark says no, he doesn't like she doesn't like anything like him. Right, it's because it's a very different beauty. They always describe it as, and I think that's why, why Gert did it. It's like they're, it's true. You know, it's yeah. like it's like you know, um, there are a lot of different like. I I hate the idea that there's just like this one right perfect type of you know woman. It's like he's got a lot of different cultures and different things represented here. It's it's fantastic, and mm-hmm. so she's this different type of beauty in yeah. her essence and who she is, her wildness and her just you know yeah I don't know that's it's pretty cool so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, now the king's supporters, though, as you just said, were back trying to convince him um, 
we're telling him that like, see, look here, this is what Rhaegar was doing. He's trying to win over the Starks mm-hmm. for his takeover. Absolutely, you know, and so that really, really isn't gonna isn't gonna go over well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and says. Uh, <laughs> If this uh, if this were true, then why did Lady Lyanna's brother seem so distraught at mm-hmm. the honor the prince had bestowed upon her? Brandon Stark, the heir of Winterfell, had to be restrained from confronting Rhaegar at what he took as a slight upon his sister's honor, for Lyanna Stark had long been betrothed to Robert Baratheon. Yep. Who Robert actually? What's interesting here is that he, like, he just kind of thinks it's funny. He's like, well, she is. Right, yeah, he does. You're right, yeah. Right. Um, and so that, to me, is kind of a telling thing later when we know that Lyanna maybe doesn't think that Robert would ever be... Faithful. Ever be faithful, because we know right, Robert flies, in, flies into a rage, and I think... Maya Stone is already his... Right. Whatever, his... Uh, yeah, his... Bastard parent, daughter. Yeah, whatever, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think that, you know, like, the show does a really good job of it. Um, I mean, obviously, the chapter does as well, where Robert is talking about... Um, she was the only thing I ever wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, she was mine, and she was taken from me. I think, I think that is really more so, kind of Robert's thing is that is that she was supposed to be his, and she yeah. was taken from him. Right. It is interesting that you, as you said, he just says that you know Rhaegar paid Lyanna her due. She is the most beautiful there. Like, yeah, you know, good for him for noticing. You yeah, know, like, I just, I just, I do find it interesting that he doesn't get jealous. Yeah, I think he just plays. I mean, really. Honestly, he's married. You know what I yeah. mean? It's really like he's it's and it's, kinda, and it's also the, it's also the king at this point who he's still or the prince who he still is supposed to have right. He has a couple in this posi- position, yeah. Yeah, I I really really honestly think a lot of people would would have just seen this as like maybe the Starks had some maybe Brandon had some real beef with some some of the Targaryens for different things, but we don't know all of that, but it's it's sort of Well, like, I think maybe maybe you could look at it as as he's, I think some people's perspective, if that happened, maybe he's looking at it as like a, like, you know, I mean, we know that we know that Ares like takes liberties with other people's, oh yeah, sure, wives, yeah, so maybe, so maybe, right. so maybe oh, that's how some people could perceive it. It's like sure. you're already married, like, so are you? Is this like you're supposed to be your mistress or something? You know I see what, what you're mean? saying. Is that like like once she is married, you know, on the wedding night, maybe he would be yeah. king taking the first, you know, yeah. uh, the the king's right or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot. I I mean, there's a lot of different angles to look at it from. Right, and that, and it's, if it's her brother, sure. Most everyone else though would just say, uh, yeah, he's trying to make an alliance here. Yeah. I would even say that. Yeah. Honestly, now that I've I've looked at this again. Yeah. So. And says, uh, and right here, and well, it uh, might, um, for with the simple garland of pale blue roses, uh, Rhaegar Targaryen had begun the dance that would rip the seven kingdoms apart, bring about his own death and thousands more, and put a welcome new king on the Iron Throne. The fall spring of 281 AC last lasted less than two turns. As the years drew to a close, winter returned to Westeros with a vengeance. On the last day of the year, snow began to fall upon King's Landing, and a crust of ice formed atop the Blackwater Rush. The snowfall continued off and on for the best part of a fortnight, by which, uh, by which time the Blackwater was hard frozen, icicles draped the roofs and gutters of every tower in the city. Um, as cold winds, cold winds hammered the city, King Aerys II turned to his pyromancers, charging them to drive the winter off with their magics. Huge green fires burned along the walls of the Red Keep for a moon's turn. 
Prince Rhaegar was not in the city to observe them, however, nor could he have been found in Dragonstone with Princess Elia and their young son Aegon. With the coming of the new year, the crown prince had taken to the road with half a dozen of his closest friends and confidence on a journey that would ultimately lead him back to the Riverlands. Not ten leagues from Harrenhal, Rhaegar fell upon Lyanna Stark of Winterfell and carried her off, lighting a fire that would consume his house and kin for all uh, and all those he loved. Uh, and half the realm besides. But that tale is well too known to report uh, to warrant repeating here. So there's a lot actually to break down. I mean, a lot yeah. uh, that we're going to yeah. break down here in this last chapter because there's so much there and all sort, kinds of different, different theories. So first of all, the, the line, and well it might, for all with that simple garland of pale blue roses, Rhaegar had begun a dance that would rip the seven kingdoms apart. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the, there we go again with the pale blue roses. So here's a question. We know that Liana was fond of these roses. We don't really get whether she was fond of them before. Oh, yeah. Or okay. perhaps fond of them after. Sure. Yeah, okay. Because if she was fond of them before, how would Rhaegar know? Right. Um... So I actually did some research on blue roses. That, where they come from? Uh, blue roses are not a, like they do not grow naturally. Okay, you have to like specifically kind of breed them. Yeah, like so. Okay, maybe they do in Gur's world, but just in in our own world, that is not the case. Right? Yeah, they're oh boy. It what they do talk about this um, somewhere about the rose, like the blue roses. I think they do. Do they only do, growing in a certain spot up in like? Like I thought it was near Winterfell. Yeah, do they um, do, do they grow naturally in, in Gur's world? Ah, uh, that's what I was trying to remember here. Um uh, that's okay. Um, um okay, so anyway, so there's that. Yeah. Um, which which is it which is interesting. Uh and then and then moving moving past here. So then uh right here, so when it, it talks about winter has returned to Westeros with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. This idea of winter is coming and so winter returns yeah. with a vengeance. And right. then we get the mad king who is urging his pyromancers to essentially charge he's, he's, to drive the winter off with magic, which is interesting. Yeah. When you start thinking about the Night King or mm-hmm. whatever it is going to end up being in the book, whether we do get a Night King or not, um, certainly in the show, just because we're, we're there, that idea of uh, I just think that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's 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 yeah, it's heavy foreshadowing for sure. Right. You know, um, he stirred up something. He's he stirred up something here that's going to, uh, as you said, rip rip the kingdom apart and then bring on winter. Yeah, you know, and the Starks have been. Can done. we fight winter with with wildfire? This that's what that's what the <laughs> Mad King's trying to do, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe I, it doesn't work because we know wildfire is a close cousin of dragonfire, and dragonfire is better. So can you? Is it possible that we can fight winter with dragonfire? Is it, it is an interesting thought and idea. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So then, I have one more question here, Sir Ezra. Um, right here, not ten leagues from Harrenhal, Rhaegar fell upon Lyanna Stark of Winterfell and carried her off. Wait, so, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Read that again. Yeah, yeah. Not ten leagues from Harrenhal, Rhaegar fell upon Lyanna Stark of Winterfell and carried her off. Hmm. Doesn't that put her in like the Riverlands? Let me see. That's a really, and so my question is because I don't think Heron Hall is relatively close to Winterfell. No, huh? So what is she it's, doing? It's still ways. It's it's a long. So way. what is she doing? 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying because it at- makes it it makes it seem it makes it seem like it's not like immediate. Like he doesn't just ride off to her after the tourney because the king has to get back to King's Landing, and that's probably gonna take a while. So at some point, she's just riding around. Okay, so leagues. I'm trying to look up like ten, like ten, ten leagues or whatever. Um, it's common in Europe, Latin America. Um, so that would be about 34 miles is what this is coming. I'm looking just look up to like a okay, like um, a chart. Up. You know, what I mean? I'm trying to right, figure right. out like how far that would be. So you're right. It's not. It's not close. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a ways. But it, she did leave though and started journeying back to her, to to Winterfell. Right. And he pursued her. Right. Yes. So that so but so 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 he just pursues her immediately. Yeah. Let me see here. I have my map here. So Heron Hall is over by the God's Eye. Um, yeah. Winterfell is way. Yeah. It's way up there. It's way up there. Yeah. So that would put her somewhere around the neck. Maybe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, okay, the wall is a hundred li- hundred leagues long. Okay, so there's there's a reference point for you. Um, so okay, though it might be safe to say that most anyone in a day. Uh, so is, that would put that would put her if Harrenhal's here. That would put her right around the trident. Right around the trident. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. They say about ten leagues is about. Um, you said ten leagues from. Heron Hall, yeah. Heron Hall. No, ten. She's ten leagues from Winterfell. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Isn't that what it says? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're correct. So that would put her, yeah, somewhere. Yeah. So, so man, he really has to pursue her up into the north. Then. Yeah, so that's well beyond that's even, the that's, that's even above like Moat Kalen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because I just looked up like a little like science uh, Game of Thrones comparison okay, yeah. uh, stuff here, talking about how basically ten leagues is something you could maybe travel in a day if you really pushed hard. You know what I mean? So a day. A, a day, a day out or something, yeah. day and a half out maybe. Yeah. Um, so it's just interesting. Yeah, it is. I love the people who have tried to <laughs> have broken down the math on this. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So so I don't know. Send us a raven. Let us know what you think. There's right. a lot to break down from this chapter. Lots of theories. Um, lots of different uh, possibilities here uh, as as to who is who is doing what. You know, and even when. The rebellion breaks out. I kind I kind of almost wonder if there isn't some confusion. I think it is then sort of. Uh, it is Rhaegar's, Rhaegar and Robert's war. War really. It's, right. It's let's and, and so, like we're going to talk today in, in the in the Catelyn chapter about those who supported. It says Ares, the, uh-huh. the, the, the Mad King, but really, um, those who are supporting Rhaegar. Yeah. I mean, essentially. Yeah. I know, I, and I get that it was the Mad King who killed. You know Brandon and you know um, mm-hmm. Lord Stark, but it's it's still I, I feel like Rhaegar is the one who rallies everybody and, and he's well, the one even, who kicks there's, it off. There's even some civil war going on um, in the World of Ice of Fire chapter during Robert's Rebellion, uh, and if you just actually like even if you go to the wiki, it talks about the first fighting really kind of takes place in the Vale when Lord Aaron's saying, "Hey, let's go." They say like there's some supporters there, and they kind of have like a little kind of oh yeah, you're there. right yeah. about that. So yeah, good point. And um. Sam's dad, uh, Randall Tarley, yeah, doesn't the the high, the doesn't is kind of against what's going on with with the uh, like the Tyrells. So, mm-hmm. yep, yep, yeah. Everybody t- kind of tried to if they could take advantage. You know, they 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 did take advantage. Yes. You know, um, that war had broken out, mm-hmm. right? So, 
Uh, all right, I, I think that's it for um, the Maester's study. Time mm-hmm. for us to turn to the reread here. Um, let's see. So let me pull up the summary. Yeah. Looks like we... Okay, so last week in recap, we were in um, Eddard 6, and uh, we talked a lot about just, uh, you know, Eddard going and visiting um, Robert's Bastards, going mm-hmm. back and seeing what John Aaron, you know, and Stannis Baratheon had come across uh, Gendry, uh, we, we met him and, uh, we got to kind of, you know, speculate a little bit on, on who his mother was. That was a lot of fun. If you guys have thoughts on that, I'd love to hear, you know, thoughts on who his mother is. If it's straightforward, we're just, you know, bonkers, then just tell us. That's fine. Oh, we definitely are. <laughs> we definitely are. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just fun to kind of really pull it apart and see what we can get to. Um, so yeah, uh, let's see here. And then, okay, last, uh, so, so we're in Catlin, um, we're in Catelyn 5, it looks yes. like, today. So last time when we were with Catelyn, we had a secret meeting with Peter Baelish, um, and Catelyn is told that uh, Tyrion Lannister is actually the one mm-hmm. um, who owned or possessed the dagger last. Mm-hmm. And she's told that by Peter Baelish, mm-hmm. you know, saying that he lost it. Was that how it went yes. down? Yeah. Yep. Uh, to Tyrion. So yeah. uh, this week we've got uh, uh, Catelyn and Sir Roderick uh, take shelter um, at an inn at the crossroads, and uh, you know while while we're there, Catelyn uh, notices some of her. They're in the Riverlands, yeah. You know, and so she's thinking about her father, Hoster Tully, and she's thinking about you know some of the men who, if war does break out, remember she's been sent on an errand mm-hmm. back to uh, Winterfell to call the banners, yes. essentially secretly, kind of rally support. You know, let people know that there's something going on. That will you, I wish that would have. We would have got to see more of that right. while Ned was was you know still um, able you know and, and what have you. But anywho, um, so yeah, and we actually while she's at this inn, she comes across our good friend Tyrion Lannister. Mm-hmm. So, alrighty, there's your summary. We'll dive into some of these details here um, and really really get after it. This week, um, I thought some of the more interesting things that I found in this chapter were the um, like this information on the Riverlands. Yeah, and some of the houses that are there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so we'll kind of you know get into that a little bit here. But uh, the, we're on the King's Road. Remember, they're they're undercover too. So yes. like they're under like she's uh, Catelyn's got they, her they hood pre- up. Yeah, they pretend to be uh, f- uh, father and father daughter. and daughter, yeah. which is great. Uh, so it's you know it's it's raining, um, and uh, you know they've got to get out. They they don't want to catch a chill, so they got to get out of the rain. Mm-hmm. And it's really it's really Catelyn who kind of leads them back. Um, to the inn at the crossroads. Now, yeah. this inn at the crossroads is actually a pretty big deal. I don't want to get into all of it. Right. We, it's, it's, we There's come a back lot. here quite often. Quite often, don't we? It's yeah. actually, I think it's such a cool thing that Gurr has kind of set up. These different characters come across, uh, you, you know, these different inns, and you've got even different, like, um, brothels and stuff where it's like they're nearby these places. Right. And so you start to kind of. Um, a lot happens there, and you almost wonder if this Masha—is mm-hmm. it? I say Masha, Ma- Masha Heddle. Yeah, um, you know, is who, who runs. She's the fat woman that kind of runs the um, the inn at the crossroads, and she's someone that you know Catelyn kind of remembers growing up uh, as uh, she ran this back when she was a child. You mm-hmm. know, and oftentimes Hoster Tully would bring them there, and uh, she always smiled and was always kind of doting on. You know his kids and things, but they came there openly. You know, as as uh, you know, Lord Tully. You know, he's he's yeah. showing up, yeah, and uh, and and taking taking a room there at the inn. Uh, they got a nice nice picture of the inn on the wiki, actually, uh, a little bigger than what you 
would imagine it to be. And, and, and mm-hmm. in the show, it's like it's, it seems like it's a smaller room there. I right. imagine a much bigger room. Oh, you know? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 more often than not, every everything in the show is quite smaller than it is in right in in, in, in the books. Gers mentioned that a lot. He gets just budgeting and things like that. Well, yeah, but like, I mean, you can't. Yeah. He's talked about this. Um, the, well, not not the end, but different keeps and stuff that are just mad. They're way bigger than what we actually. Yeah. You know. Well, see, like so. the 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 red key the red keep the like the throne room is supposed to see you know like hundreds you know as opposed to like the 30 it shows and the oh yeah exactly yeah so yeah um so interesting as they're as they're getting ready to go into the inn um they pass someone uh named Jason Malister mm-hmm. and uh so he's a bannerman to her father and basically um he doesn't recognize uh Catelyn. she's much older than last yeah. time she was there i mean yeah she was you know yeah, they, yeah. She she sees she sees a she sees kind of a, a bunch of people that she kind of knows. And really, this this chapter we just as you said we just get kind of get some backstory on the Riverlands and and who they are. Hoster Tully, her dad, right? Yeah, um, yep, and stuff like that. Yeah, and just kind of the area that she, they talk about like the Mountains of the Moon, the Vale of Aaron, where mm-hmm. it, where it kind of goes. Yep, its relationship um, to the Vale. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Yeah, they talk about shadow cats and you know what what's on the mountain road. Yeah, um, yeah, just all you know, all just, uh, all just, all just super, super interesting. Yeah, and so when they first get to the inn, uh, they're actually met by, by Masha, and uh, she basically tells them that there's there's only uh, two rooms available. They're right at the top of the stairs. Mm-hmm. There's like this loud clock that like, you know, or bell that rings for you know supper time and different things like that. So they're mm-hmm. able to kind of get the last rooms. Um, well, weren't it, they? It, it is Hans Turney, right? This is what, bringing everybody yeah. through. The, yep. through here. It's well, so it, it's it's also interesting what they do. Um, as Sir Roderick says, it might be safer if we were not knight and lady until we pass or until we pass the neck. She's or he, she says that, right? Yeah. Uh, common travelers attract less notice. A father and daughter taken to the road might have some family business. Say, as you say, my lady, Sir Roderick agreed. It was only when she laughed that uh, he realized what he'd done. The old courtesies die hard, my my daughter. <laughs> yeah, know, like yeah, he, he he can't he can't get past it. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be difficult for them to keep that up for for right. a while. But yeah, uh, she says, "Yeah, come, father." Uh, and then yeah, then they, <laughs> then, they go, then they go get a table. It, it, it's a good little scene. I like Sir Roderick actually. Good I guy. do too. I like the guy who plays him. Yeah, in, me too. In, in the show too. Yeah, he I've, he's one of the he's another one of those actors. So I, I can't think of his name. Um, but you you see you oh I've seen him in in stuff. Right. Right. Yep. Um. So now she's while they're on their way here, and after uh, Jason Malister passes by, she's thinking about where she can go after this. Once they get dry clothes, right. what can we do, you know, once we leave here? And she she contemplates, this is where we get a um, tidbit on Lysa, you know. Mm-hmm. We get we get her sister Lysa, uh, who's over in the Erie, um, Lysa Aaron now. And yeah. Uh, yeah, basically, to pass over the the mountain, like through that mountain pass, that's the trouble that she has once she, well, we'll talk about that here at the end. Yeah, but like yeah. she, the, the, she has trouble with that right. later on, uh, and she actually kind of foreshadows the trouble she might have mm-hmm. going through that mountain pass. It's dangerous. Like yeah. her father, yeah, I don't know if you saw something. Okay, her father says he would need to take like a, like what a, a right, like a lead. I don't know how many. Yeah, just because the mountains of the moon and the and the and the, and the tribes, the tribes. Right. Yeah. So he went. He went through there with a, with a lot of protection. Um, so let's see here. Yeah, and then she fi- eventually she decides that you know really. The only course is to go north, and uh, once she passes the neck, she can get aid from one of the bannermen of House Stark, you know, and and that should right. do it. So, um, 
let's see. And then she's she while she's in the Riverlands. This is where I, the part that I thought was interesting. And if you can find it in the in the chapter sermon, we can re- read from it. I'll just I'll describe it briefly. It's where she turns her thoughts to the, to the reliability of uh, R- River Run's bannermen. How reliable are they? Because she'll start talking about like Walter Frey, the late Lord Frey, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and basically some of the other men who like they were kind of split. The Riverlands. Uh, was split during Robert's Rebellion a little bit. You had the Darys, the Rigers, the Mutons. Um, they fought for King Ares uh, II. And, uh, you know, she's kind of wondering what would happen if war right. did erupt. Right. Know, would, they stay lo- would they stay loyal to, um, to House Tully? Well, she, she starts, she, they, they, they're kind of making small talk with, with some of the people. And she's, she, she's talking to them. Where she's kind of talking to some of there's like a singer, um, somebody somebody asks asks her a question. I don't. Oh, Marillion, the singer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Once once they get into the. Yeah, seven blessings to you, good folk. He said, um, an empty wine cup stood on the table before them, and to you, singer, Catelyn returned. Um, Sir Roderick, you know, calls for some bread and stuff like that, and then, um. They just kind of he he kind of asks them where they're going, where they've come, what news they've heard. Um, and he said they said we left King's Landing a fortnight ago. Um, he says that's where I'm bound. Mm-hmm. And uh, says that she had suspected he was more interested in telling his own story than hearing hers. Right. Um, the right. hands turning means rich lords with fat purses. The last time I came away with more silver than I could carry, or would have if I hadn't lost it all in betting on the Kingslayer to win the day. The gods frowned on the gambler, Sir Roderick said sternly. He was of the north and shared the Stark view on tournaments, which is interesting. Then why were the Starks at the tourney of Harrenhal? Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, you know, then they kind of go back on that, and they talk about uh, this time my coin will champion Sir Loras, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, and uh, then they just kind of go back back on that, back and forth about about that a little bit. We well, yeah, he even boasts that she. This is where she kind of, um, she's just kind of wondering right. whether this singer, uh, whether she's heard him before, and right at River Run, you know, and asking whether he whether he played there for Lord Tully, and uh, that's a chamber. Like he doesn't go, as you said, to, to Winterfell, you right. know, but he has been there to um, to River Run many a time, um, and it's right after that, basically, that uh, the door bangs open and and you have this. Uh, Tyrion Lannister um, arrival, really, mm-hmm. you know. So um, there's that. But the piece about um, the state of the of the Riverlands is just interesting. So if you guys right. have time to to go check that out, it's just it's just her thoughts, really, um, thinking about you know the battle that uh, that took place. So it says here the Darys and the in the in the Rigers, um and Mutons had sworn oaths to Riverrun as well. Yet they had fought with Rhaegar Targaryen on the Trident. You know, and again, it's Rhaegar Targaryen, you know, so that right. they're, they were loyal to him. And I believe um, Lord Derry, when we were passing down um, it, when they, uh, on the King's Road, remember they were, they were the ones who had hidden the, the dragon banners away, Tyrion, uh, not Tyrion, or they had just, they made the comment like they had just, seems like they had just literally come off the wall right Actually, before I Robert. Actually, Tyrion who said they made that. It comment. is Tyrion, so I'm trying to remember when. I feel like, though, they've... Okay, it was just mentioned then when uh, Robert is holding court right. at, with uh, Lord Derry, Lord Derry, isn't it? I think so. I think he's there, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that that when they go through there, they mention that the it's it's not... Um, 
Oh, they're cordial, but he was on the other side. You know, he was mm-hmm. fighting for the other side. I'm almost positive here. Let me just see real okay. quick if I can find it. Um, in the Game of Thrones, House Dairy is among the houses that Viserys Targaryen uh, believes will rise uh, for him if he gets into Westeros. Um, let's see. Uh, during the hunt for Arya Stark, yeah, uh, and Micah, King Robert Baratheon and his party stay at Castle Derry. So that was gotcha. er, er, in earlier chapters, and uh, it was it was tense there. You could see him kind of like almost enjoying the position that Robert and Ned were in, and that they were right. at our, they, were, they were at odds with each other. So that's still kind of fresh in their mind. You know, he was a participant in that, and so um, it's just in, you, you know. Pay attention to that as you go through and you read because these guys come back and, you know, you've got John Connington showing up now in A Dance of Dragons, uh, you know, with with the supposed Aegon. Who's, who, what allies are, is, is he going to make? Viserys is probably right, yeah. you know, that uh, that the Mutants and the Darius would be good yeah. allies, you know, possibly. So, because I'm sure there was some, you know, um, punishment for, for supporting the wrong side. Mm-hmm. You know, but anyway, so uh, Tyrion comes in and, and basically uh, is told by the innkeep that there are no rooms. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Innkeep, a servant's voice calls. Uh, we have horses that want stabling and my lords of Lannister require a room for a hot bath. And then, you know, oh, God, Sir Roderick says before Catelyn, Catelyn reached out to silence him. As they're trying to steal, con- conceal themselves. And again, this is another scene that the show you know, does really well, a re- really good job of. Um, is that they're trying to kind of hide and Tyrion's kind of just walking around and saying like, well, who might give up their room? Right. For, Pulls out gold. Who might give up their room for um, yeah, some some gold. So um, when he instantly gets somebody to jump up and he tosses right. the gold coin and 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 they catch it. Yeah, he says, yeah, you're welcome to the, uh, a free rider in a faded blue cloak. Lurch to his feet. You're welcome to my room. My lord, now there's a clever man, Lannister says, um, and a nimble one to boot because he kind of had like, uh, like lurches up in the air to kind of grab it, grab it. Uh, he talks to the fool, and uh, he's asked him, asked him to sing something. Uh, Lannister, Tyrion starts kind of looking at uh, some of the other tables. He's looking for food, you know, just 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 stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, yep. is this when he notices? Oh yeah, yeah, right after that. So um, yeah, right here. Yeah, Marion uh, gaped at her. Oh, no, right here. Oh, sorry. Nothing would be more likely to run uh, to ruin. ruin my supper, the dwarf said dryly. His mismatched eyes uh, considered the singer briefly, started to move away, and found Catelyn. He looked at her for a moment, puzzled. She turned her face away, but was too late. The dwarf was smiling. Lady Stark, for what an unexpected pleasure, he said. I was sorry to miss you at Winterfell. And then this is when people kind of... Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I think if he would have known she was trying to to keep a low profile, I don't think he would have called her out. No. I think he thinks she just is Lady Stark and she's out in the open. Right. You know, so he doesn't mean well, and, anything and, by it. He, right. He and, literally. And, and in Tyrion's eyes, it's like, oh hey, like, yeah, I missed what's, you. What's up? Like, what's what's going? What's yeah, going exactly. on? Yeah, because he he's as we know is innocent. And yep. like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's also he's also still Tyrion, so he's kind of like the life of the party. I mean, he doesn't mean anything by it. I mean, this this he's completely taken, you know, aback when he's taken. Uh, I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So. Yep. And this is when she basically, instead of addressing him at all, you know, she kind of stands up and starts to kind of uh, yeah talk she, and call out different men around yeah, the room. Yeah. Catelyn glanced around the room at the faces of the knights and sworn swords and took a deep breath to slow the fa- frantic beating of her heart. And you know, th- it's interesting. 
uh, Sir Ezra, in thinking about this. Um, if you look at some of the parallels between the Catelyn chapters and the Ned chapters, we have a Ned chapter where Cat the Ned chapter is where Catelyn goes to visit or Ned goes to visit her in the brothel, right? That's a, that's a, that's his chapter. And mm-hmm. then we have another yeah. one where she's in the brothel talking right. to, to people. And then here we have her kind of looking around the, this room saying like, mm-hmm. who can I call upon? Right. Just yep. like later when in Ned, room. Ned yep. is in, Ned is in a, another situation where he has to make a decision right then and there. Yeah. And he is looking around the room, the room. Yeah. Who can I call upon? You're right. It's a really good, it's actually a really good parallel. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that's when, so she notices as she looks around here. Yeah, you um, in the corner, which is like the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think Ned finds Barrett uh, and Darian like in the corner. Right, yep. Yeah, she said to an older man uh, she, had, she had not noticed until now, is that the black bat of Hall? I see embroidered on your surcoat, sir. Uh, and he gets up. He's proud to kind of, you know, say that, yes, it is. Uh, and his lady went, a true and honest friend to my father, mm-hmm. Lord Hoster Tully of River Run. Now, interesting. Is that the same lady went that was married I, to I so. the same, you know, Lord went uh, that was at the, that that organized the tourney at Heron Hall? Maybe right. And and is she, you know, possibly does the she widow, hold? Yeah, the widow. Well, the widow. Yeah. Right. What secrets does she hold? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so take a look at that. Uh, you know. So he says she is. Um, and then she notices uh, um, Jonas Bracken. Yeah. Yeah, where's that at? Read, uh, read the Red that. Stallion was ever a welcome sight to River Run, she said to the uh, trio by the fire. My father um, counts Jonas Bracken uh, amongst his oldest friends and most loyal bannermen. The three men at arms exchanged uncertain looks. Our Lord is honored by his trust. Um, and then this is, uh, I envy your father and all these fine friends, Lannister quipped, but I do not quite see the purpose of the of this Lady Stark. Um, this is, this is, uh, this is by far Catelyn's best, best scene, period. Yeah, I yeah. think, I think of the entire, of the, uh, of her entire, her entire time. Yeah. Um, she ignored them turning to the large party in blue and gray. They were the heart of the matter. There, there were more than 20 of them. I know your sigil as well. The twin towers of Frey. How fares your good lord, sirs? Uh, their captain Rose, Lord Walter, uh, Walter is well, my lady. He plans to take a new wife on his 19th name day. Uh, and has asked your Lord Father to honor the wedding with his presence. Tyrion Lannister sniggered. That was when Catelyn knew he was hers. This man came a guest into my house and there conspired to murder my son, a boy of seven. She proclaimed to the room at large, pointing. Sir Roderick moved to her side, his sword in his hand. In the name of King Robert and the good lords you serve, I call upon you to seize him and help me return him to Winterfell to await the king's justice. She did not know uh, what was more satisfying, the sounds of a sound of a dozen swords drawn as one um, or the look on Tyrion Lannister's face. I mean, it is actually it's pretty so cool. cool. You know? It's so cool. It's by far, it's by far e- e- her. Even though we don't really uh, like the idea that they're, yeah. they're being drawn and on, it only on Tyrion. Get, but yeah, and it like... only gets cooler in, the, in her next chapter. Mm-hmm. Like, the best part about this moment is actually what we find out, spoilers, yeah. uh, in the next Catelyn chapter where Tyrion is talking about, like, you know, clearly, like, pe- my my father is gonna come, gonna come looking, and he says, yep. like, everyone could hear what you were saying. You're like, she's right. You're like, you're right. I said it quite often and quite loudly. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so cool. It's so cool. Yes, it as, is. As then he realizes where he's going. Right. And it's, it's exactly. a big diversion. Yeah. yeah. Smart on her part. You're Super right. Super smart on you're her right. part. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
Anyways, I, I, that's it's a neat chapter just because you get to more more houses. You know, as we're as we're building the world. You know, this is the first book, and it's just kind of great. Like I even forgot. I just pulled up here, sir Matt. How's how's Bracken there? Yeah, you know, the brood I, of Bracken. I didn't realize yeah. that they're. I you know, as soon as I heard Red Stallion, a... I'm like, wow, that's actually pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, you know, um, you know, Stonehenge yep. being their their uh their, their seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what it's also known as, right? It's just it's yeah, freaking cool, actually. So. I'm kind of a fan now. I used yeah. to think that they were kind of like, oh, you know, the no, yeah, Blackwoods and the Brackens, yeah. like, oh, whatever, yeah. inside the Blackwood. No, you know. <laughs> so, anyway, all right. I think that's um, I think that's it for the uh, reread there. So, uh, time to jump into uh, Cinder Raven. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, let's see here. We have uh, Veramir Foreskins. Yeah. This up. <laughs> Loving this. So, this actually came out of the group. Um, we yeah, are actually yeah, sometimes we'll pull from the group. There's big discussion going. Yeah, we're kind of backlogging a few, uh, you know, of, of the Ravens that we had. And we had the uh, um, we've got the Lord Adam Parker right. uh, episode that we're doing. So, um, alrighty, you guys had mentioned in the show that there were a lot of Ravens about the World of Ice and Fire, and I've got a good one uh, that I heard uh, about back when I first read it. I listened back through a few of your earlier Maester studies and into a couple of the Second Breakfast podcasts to see if you guys have brought this up. Uh, it sounds like at the time you were going through the audiobook version, so you may not have caught the little detail, and he's absolutely right. Um, I thought I would share for anyone who hadn't heard about this or didn't know or didn't own the hard copy. Before the preface, there is a note from Maester Yandel to the king. The first photo is what the page looks like, but take a look at the second photo. You can see... Tommen's name, but underneath you can see Joffrey and Robert's name scratched out. This is a cool little detail that gives you a very precise timestamp of when this maester is supposed to, is supposed to have written this in relation to the show and books. Hopefully, this is newest information uh, to at least someone out there. Veramir Foreskins. Yeah, uh, yeah, and so um, I had to go, you know, kind of look. He also sent a, a, a picture along with this too, so you can you can look this up. Maybe we, well, I think the picture is in the group, so it's you guys group, can. Yep. Can go check that out, which is awesome. But uh, yeah, it's just kind of neat, um, neat little nugget. Sir Matt often talks about you know when and where, um, how things, who were they written by, perspective, all that, all that good stuff. So yeah, right there. Yeah, right there it is. Little scratch out marks. So yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, to is. think about. Right. It's yeah because so quickly. Well, you there's know, in Fire and Blood. Um, we remember we talked about this a while back because some fire and blood was shown off at comic con, like a little bit of it. And they said that there were some changes made and it's because we, there's a clearly must be a piece written about it um, in, in that book. And I think it's um, talking about, they call him, is it Prince Ares who becomes Ares the first Targaryen? Okay. Yeah. Yep. And, yep, yep. but he is listed as Prince in there because he hasn't become King yet based upon when that time or maybe it's uh, Viserys, or, or, or yeah, I can't, I, can't, I can't, I can't remember. Which, I remember you brought it up. Though. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember which which king it is. He's he's the one that's in between, um, like Darren and uh, around around that time. So yeah, and so so interesting Darren here, guys. Good. Yeah, uh, th- this is actually pointing this out that that Yandel is writing this to Lord Tommen, the mm-hmm. first of his name, King of the Andals, the Roinar, and the First Men, Lord of the Seven Kingdoms, Protector of the Realm. Uh, Yandel, your humble maester of the Citadel, wishes uh, thousandfold prosperity now and forever and wisdom un, uh, unmatched. So he's writing this for Tommen. 
So imagine that too. Now take that into consideration. You know, is is there some, you know, um, is is Robert Baratheon made to look a little more fav- favorable than than he might have been? You know, uh, for example, I don't know. Are the Targaryens kind of cast in a different light? I, you know, who knows? Uh, but then again, a lot of these characters like and enjoy those old Targaryen stories. They they like the idea of um, right. You know, these histories. You know, for example, Arya. Uh, is naming you know her direwolf Nymeria, which I know is not mm-hmm. not not a connection to, to to the Targaryens, but it's like yeah. uh, a connection to the histories. Yeah, you know so. Yeah, it must. By the way, it it was it was is Viserys the second, uh, is who is who it must have listed. Uh, who he he's he's the king right before Aegon the fourth and after Baylor breaks. Remember he like gotcha. falls well out of line and then yeah. it ultimately comes way over to him. Gotcha. Yeah. So was it's that just, a, you said in a novella we were reading that? Uh, no, that was it's 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 going to be in um, in Fire and Blood. Oh, in Fire they and sh- Blood. Yeah, they, sure. Yeah, yeah. They, they showed it. They showed it at comic. They showed it a little bit of a bit of a Comic Con, and there's like a piece that is written by a maester. Yeah. Good. Okay. And so, be, where we would read it now is like he is just known. He's referred yeah. to as king. Right. As, as as King Viserys, but written at that time, that he's primary source. He is yeah. listed as Prince Viserys. There's like it's a family tree. Remember we were yep. looking at it. Oh he's yeah, now as I prince Based upon what time it was written, so it's just yep. interesting. So that's something else with Fire and Blood that's gonna be really interesting. Is we're gonna get probably I think we're gonna get some primary source stuff. Yeah. And so it's you have to kind of really look at when it was written, what's going on, and stuff like that too. Right. So. Agreed. Yeah. And that I think is by far the the best thing Gur does in writing is. Yeah, you, know, you really have to look at context and things. Yeah, for sure, for so. sure. Yep. Okay. All right, uh, Veramir, we appreciate it, man. Um, honestly, go check out the group, guys. Uh, he's, you know, everybody's posting some really good stuff in there, and uh, it's been honestly really motivating for us, and uh, it's really added to yep. the depth of the show. And we've got some uh, making some interesting connections, things like that. That I actually, when I first bought the uh, the book. Uh, Vermeer, I I did not actually you start at the page. beginning because yeah. I flipped to the to the page where we were at. And I just yeah. said, oh, "Cool, I got to pick up right where we're at" because I was listening to the audio book. And so, yeah, really glad I went back and looked at that. So, awesome. Okay, um, on to man the wall. Um, again, we have uh, you know our Patreon um, series, uh, our exclusive podcast. There, we we had talked about at the top of the show. We're going to continue with that. Um, a few people, we actually just sent out a batch of T-shirts to some yep. people who had uh, recently signed up. And then um, I think if you signed up in the last couple, uh, this past week uh, or so, you know, um, I will be hitting you up soon uh, just to sort of get your T-shirt size and we'll kind of go from there. So, sigil going and stuff like that. Yeah. Too, so. so once once we, a, a part of this too is like uh, with Surmat moving, we right. have to get some of the show uh, prepped first before right. we can actually... Yep. Get to, to the business side. Yeah, of it that, was our so. it was our goal. We knew we knew with uh, you know Sir Sir Ezra and I both back to m- back both move. Well, you moved because we were yeah you know, uh, rooming together, and so then both moved back to uh, the town where uh, both our our, pa- our you know our, our parents are from. Uh, and luckily, we li- uh, live right next to each other, so that's <laughs> that's, so that's, great. that's made this uh, you know couple of weeks easy. Um, and uh, so now with me moving you know across the country, so we this. We just want to again thank you guys so much for kind of hanging in here with us for this weird, yeah. this weird, this weird kind of transition period over the last like six weeks. Uh, it's kind of been so. Yep. So uh, we hope everything's been pretty. I think stable. I think it's been. Yeah. Good. There was that one episode. Yeah. Um, it was one it, we'll say this. You know, this, it's always funny when we we get and I love it when we, when we get people who are like they're moving, they're a new patron or they're new to the group and they're like. 
oh man, just found the podcast. I'm on like episode seven. Yeah. And we're like, God, oh, it's probably so bad. Like it's like every <laughs> it's like every like every like couple of weeks we're always like we're always like we are so much better than we were. We try to be. That's we try sure. to be, but at least at least that's kind of our thought process. Yeah, yeah, sure. When I go sure. back and listen, to even like two or three episodes, like I'm like, what was? I had no idea what I was talking about. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just the the, uh, the whole the whole purpose behind the podcast is to dive into a series that is yeah. actually when you look at it, it it's, is a, it's, it's so huge. Vast, yeah. It's just so awesome. You know, it's, there's yeah. there's so much there. So uh, it takes. Uh, it's going to take our whole group, really. It's mm-hmm. going to hey, it's going to take all the all of our bannermen, and everybody, to kind of you know, dig through it, and uh, especially when this new stuff drops, oh, man, to be, it's be super important for yep. people to kind of um, you know enlighten each other and things. And so you know, I don't know. We're also though really super excited for this fall because we are looking forward to getting to know a lot more of our um, you know a lot more of our patrons, a lot more Absolutely. of our, our our book uh, club members, and people who are real active in the Facebook group. You know, by doing some some hangout sessions and yeah. just you know. Uh, different things. When we get the rewatch. Uh, we're gonna do the re- right. get the rewatch going, and that'll be cool to have you guys on the show too. Which yeah, is awesome. Yeah, the rewatch is for sure a cool thing. You're gonna be on the show if you do that. Uh, we'll also po- uh, do some just hangouts if you're mm-hmm. kind of nervous about that. You just want to kind of chill, hang out, possibly you know um, do like a Discord yeah chat or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure we'll, that out we'll later. But like out, we definitely yeah. want to do something some Q like and a, that. Some Q and A stuff. We've had some people reach out and say like, oh, would you guys ever do like a Q and A? And we're like, yeah. Eh, people want us to sure um, yeah 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 it'd be so, fun yeah so but okay um head over to uh, patreon.com forward slash bend the knee and uh, check out all that good stuff there and uh d- don't forget to if, if you're wondering about uh, sigils and things hit up sir matt we got a sigil for you we, got, we like to get names we love we love to use Absolutely. your names and and your house words just a lot of fun you know mm-hmm. for us to kind of like um, you know, make those connections and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. All, so, right. all right. Well, everybody, it is time to say farewell. Hopefully not my last. Uh, farewell I sure hope. As, as, I, as I traverse across the country. But, um, all right. We want to thank you for playing the Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we will be discussing Chapter 29, Sansa 2. Mm-hmm. All righty. Uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you in a week, and remember, winter is coming.